right, give a little intro. Uh, Shaboing boing. Uh, here we go. Coming out this podcast is a man doing the best he can with what he got. And right now, I got a special guest, my homie, a guy out here just doing stuff. And let me tell y'all something, man. When you get older, you realize that you got to be around people who are doing stuff. If you're staying around stagnant people who ain't doing nothing, you'll find yourself not doing nothing. So, yo, I got another person in my circle that's doing stuff here in the land of the rising. Max Powers, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? <laughs> How's it going? Uh, that's that's one of the greatest intros I've ever had. <laughs> bro, no, serious, you be doing stuff, man. Like one thing I, I gotta say about like the circle of friends I have, that people are out here making moves. And if I'm not around people making moves, I find myself being stagnant. Like I met you on the set of the Benza 2, right? <laughs> yep. And yep. the Benza has been like a passion project for the homie Chris McCombs and people around it. And the circle is kind of tight in there, right? And I just recently got into the circle by extensions, but I didn't know everybody in the circle. And I saw you. I'm like, okay, this is a guy here, but I didn't know what you did. And you do a whole lot, my guy. Like, a whole lot. Well, you know. Yeah, but compared to what? So, (laughs) (laughs) Please, tell the people what you do, man. All right. um, Let's see. Uh, The concise version is that I'm a voice actor out here in Tokyo. Um, You can hear me on various uh, Japanese anime. You can hear me in video games Um, and just tons and tons of commercials, uh, movies, television. It's kind of all over the place, really. Let's go over to anime. um, anime. What anime are you in? Straight to the anime? Okay. I was going to say, well, you know, I think the most numerous commercials I do is just, you know, like all those uh, new album now on sale. (laughs) You know this this sort of uh this sort of a voice <laughs> yeah i got an album coming out november 16th i was like now we kind of want Matt to do that <laughs> now street yeah for sure <laughs> in the world <laughs> now you know you you know you get that for free oh no, man like yo blessings man so you do that but the anime it's something the anime that's what everybody want to know yeah 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 okay um let's see for anime uh let's see. i got started on a show called uh Cabaneri of the iron fortress mm. that's the english title uh Cabaneri. um yeah and i played a character named suzuki who's just you know kind of a little bit of a stereotype he's got that broken like japanese english like you know it's like uh captain you know hold up mochimasen you know that sort of that sort <laughs> of a guy but i mean all the lines were mostly in just uh, in japanese so that was my first japanese uh you know actual production that i was a part of and from there i've done a bunch of other stuff i was on uh kuroko's basketball movie um i did some stuff for uh like shinkai i think these are probably like some lesser titles that people overseas probably aren't too familiar with but i got a big one for you i am currently on the pokemon series pokemon journeys there we go uh, in the u.s i <laughs> believe yep and <laughs> i am i am I am the Rotom Drone. I'm the Japanese voice of the Rotom Drone. So if you're watching it in English, it's somebody else. But if anybody's watching the original Japanese, that is indeed me. Pokemon, baby! This guy's yep. on Pokemon. So I'm, I'm in there. I'm all I'm all doing like Pokemon World Championships. What? Super Class no Battle of Kaisai Shimas. You know, like this it. kind of Yo, yo, bro. Funny thing is, I used I used to be a ring announcer for real, like uh, Sengoku, Glory, Ryzen, and, you know, um, doing ring announcing, that's a whole, you know, like you try to keep it deep and you try to make it all dramatic. 
ladies and gentlemen, entering the blue corner, you know, like that sort of thing. So for a kid's show like Pokemon, I was just like, that's too serious. And he's like a cute little flying green character with big old eyes. So I'm just like, nah, I got to cutesy this up a little bit. So, yeah, that's what I ended up with. Yeah, they were happy with it. So I'm, I'm happy with it. And I keep on trying to twist their arms. I'm like, why can't I do the voice in English, too? Let me do the, uh, you know, that, that's my next question. the lines that just. Just let me do the lines in English and just distribute it that way. I mean, they do that with the Pikachu lady. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> that was my next question, man, because you are from the States, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Indeed. Oakland, California. Oakland, California. And your Japanese is mm-hmm. impeccable and fluent. And <laughs> would you like to explain why your Japanese is fluent? Um, well, I mean, there's not much to it. Uh, about the age of 15, I think I picked up a uh, copy of Dragon Ball number 24. And I just uh, copied the Hiragana Katakana out of that sucker and just tried to listen to as much uh, Japanese as possible on TV and stuff. We had a, a six hour broadcast on Saturday nights out there. Uh, channel 26 and you know you can just watch a bunch of japanese stuff so i just you know i have vhs recorded that thing watched it throughout the week and just you know tried to get my japanese up that's how it started and i think uh i was nine i was like tail end of 19 when i came out here on an exchange program and i have been here ever since just hit uh the entry to year 18 last month so in august so i've been here 18 years and just flew by you know, okay, so this is what I wanted to get, at, man. Your Japanese became <laughs> impeccable from just practicing, bro. <laughs> just like, yo. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else to it. It's just you gotta, you know, immerse yourself in it and use it as much as possible, and that, and that's how, yeah, that's how you get it. Lie. That's how you get any. That's how anybody gets any language. You, you know? fooled me, bro. Um, you fooled me. Like, yeah, when, I saw, <laughs> when I heard you speak Japanese, I'm like, man, do you have Japanese? Like, do gotta be half Japanese? Like, man, how do you get a Japanese that good? And it instantly made me self conscious about my Japanese. I'm like, man, I gotta start practicing, no, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> yo, I gotta step it up, dog. Like, seriously, <laughs> I'm not doing it though. Well, you know, I mean, like when we have circles that speak English. So, yeah, obviously we tend to uh, lean towards our native language because it's just easier. Right. And yeah. So you got to try to get out of that comfort zone and uh, challenge yourself to go make Japanese friends or girlfriends or boyfriends or what have you. Oh, girlfriends don't work. And, um, yeah. Girlfriends don't work, bro. Like, yo, <laughs> this is why girlfriends don't work. Girlfriends don't work because most of the time they date you to get that English lesson out of you. That is a very common, yeah, claim yeah, man. <laughs> you hear a lot. So you just got to go for somebody who's trying to, not trying. That's to the it. thing. It's hard to find those because, like, I tell everybody, like, yo, that, that people coming fresh off the boat. I always tell, like, bro, they're like, yeah. yeah, I just picked up this hot Japanese chick at the bar. I'm like, okay, bro, did she speak uh, English? Yeah, I'm like, okay, you didn't pick her up. She picked you up, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. you got it in reverse. You didn't pick her up, bro. She got you. It's like. It's like, have a seat, kid. Let me tell you what's going on here. (laughs) Oh, son of mine. Son of mine. Let me Mm -hmm, drop the mm -hmm. game on you. Okay, so one thing I want to talk about, about the anime, man, because your Japanese is impeccable and you're fluent in it. Do you ever get the roles? They ask you to dumb down your Japanese. Like, yo, man, you speaking a little too good. What's up with that, man? All the time. All the time um yeah if anything uh, it's it's kind of it's a no-win situation because you know as good as my japanese has gotten over the time that i've been here 
um, whenever I'm asked to do stuff in Japanese and just read Japanese lines, they always have a problem with one word or another and just the intonation of it or just the cadence of it or whatever. And they, you know, they make me do a like repeat after me kind of thing. So to try to get it, the Japanese as close to actual Japanese as possible. I'm just like, why are you making me do this? It's like, I know that my Japanese is good, but it's not native level and it's not, it's never going to be. What is the purpose of trying to make me sound more native in Japanese than I actually am? But then, like like you said, yeah, there's always the flip side. So um, I always try to channel the uh, kids that I saw in college who were just like the returnees, you know, the um, kids who had been living in the States or wherever, and they're back here. And, and like they speak this uh, pigeon English Japanese hybrid. <laughs> He's like, hey, you know, like, hey, he wa konaida went to Roppongi ne. And like, hey, can I chotto kari your textbook? And like, you know, this, this, kind, this kind of stuff. And I just, oh, drove me crazy. So I've always made uh, a concerted effort to keep my languages entirely separate because, you know, that's that's how you come up with that uh, English, the, that wall of uh yeah well yeah and you, you just hit a wall where you're just like i don't know how to say this in this language and then you just substitute it in your native language and then you know you're not speaking japanese anymore you're just speaking like this you know hybrid and people aren't going to understand it oh, or some people might but uh yeah it's a very select group <laughs> anyway yeah so but to answer your question yes uh dumbing down the japanese and like oh yes uh Watakashi no Nihongo wa totemo, Muzukashi desuga, ano yoku taberare masu. You know, like it's everybody knows how to do a uh, broken accent in some in something or another but yeah 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 um it, it happens um most recently i got hired to do a voiceover for well and well it's not i kind of want to call them out but i'll just i'll leave the uh, company name blank. Damn, i need their money but yeah, they, <laughs> yeah right well and they have this they have this just like uh, a stereotypical blonde white dude uh in a suit uh speaking this broken japanese and just like interjecting english words everywhere and so i looked at the script and i'm just like oh my god it's like he, he was saying things like uh, he was introducing something that was supposed to be uh, lime colored but it's bright yellow and he's like oh this reminds me of the sun in my native florida mama mia and it's like wait a minute what where is this is he a, okay i guess it could be italian, italian but florida florida an italian floridian what will uh florida florida italian i don't know um but it's and i was just like this is 2021 and they're still throwing around these stereotypes and people and they think people are still gonna like find this amusing and funny and uh, unfortunately they do so, that's the thing right uh, Even I, I have the issue with blackface yeah. here it's like yo oh, in the year our lord 2021 why are we still mm. doing blackface in Japan? Like, you have no more excuses, mm. man. Like, since I've been in Japan, there's been, I want to say, I've been in Japan 10 years. I know off mm. the top of my head, seven blackface events. So I'm like, yep. where are you going to keep on using this excuse though? We didn't know no better. You know. Uh, they don't know, man. Or they, if they do, they just they think it doesn't. Uh, you know, extend to jet to Japan. And that's, yeah, I mean, it, I think total and complete ignorance is the only uh, reason that they continue to fall back into that. Well, um, I mean, you know, there's a lot of perpetrators doing that in anime or have been up until uh, re really recently. I don't know if you've been following, like there's a new Shaman King series going yes. on right now. Yes. And uh, Chuckalove McDonald, who is, uh, you know, the black character from New York. <laughs> yep. He, I mean, this was back in the 90s when they first came out with that. But uh, yeah, it was just like really stereotypical, uh, you know, caricature with the lips. And in the new series, uh, they've changed it. So he looks completely different. 
Um, he's still the same character, you know, it's all the same story. But yeah, they changed his outward appearance. They give him like just normal lips, and it's I, I saw it now, and, I, and uh, I immediately looked it up. And people are like, you know, why they change his appearance? Like da 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 da. It's like there's racial stereotypes. It's it's a Japanese show. Nobody's gonna care about that. And this this is the kind of you know. Uh, Japanese people refer to it as as the island mentality. Yes. It's like they're just boxed in, and they're the Galapagos uh, factor here, <laughs> and they're just like, oh yeah, all, all this stuff you know is going on in the world, and that doesn't affect Japan. And it's like, man, you were hosting the Olympics. <laughs> I had this argument all the how time. How can you still not get yes, this? Yes, I had this argument yeah. all the time. Oh, we're an island nation. I'm like, you got YouTube, you got television. It's not like <laughs> it's not like y'all just isolated on this one little island and nothing gets yeah. you. <laughs> Like oh. yeah, you have you have global massive corporations that do business all over the world and you cannot be this culturally insensitive. And it's just yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, even in the 80s, they were, I feel like, a little bit better about that sort of thing because they were trying to cater to different markets. But now, I mean, yeah, if, if you just grow up in this bubble out here in Japan and like are suddenly confronted with the rest of the big old wild wide world, um, that's that's what you get. I mean, you're gonna stumble yourself into some predicaments, and I think that. It's fair to say that most of us uh, coming from abroad and living here in Japan have probably done that um, within Japanese culture a lot. A lot, yes, uh, I have. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those bridges they have to cross culturally. And the more that they mess up, uh, the more they learn from it and hopefully will not repeat the mistakes until, you know, another 10, 20 years go by and they forget the lessons. That's, you know, that's <laughs> the main thing. Though. I tell everybody, like, be patient, mm. like, say something, but don't get overly accepted upset about it because you're not really yeah, making yeah. any headway when you're blowing up it's like yo at the end of the day make it a teaching moment not a terrorizing moment you know? absolutely well i mean if you remember uh last year during the uh, blm protests in the states it was pretty widespread and we actually had a march out here in japan um yeah and and one of the things that came up was in the and in coverage of it um, NHK, NHK, there yes. was a very racist, racist characteristic yeah cartoon explaining what was going on about it oh god man just the, the cringe factor of that one was bad but um to their credit uh since they put it up on twitter and everything just they were like proud enough to put it on social media for the entire world to tear <laughs> apart and and the rest of the yeah, the world absolutely stepped up and called them out on it and they held a little seminar uh, in a meeting room at NHK, still in the middle of COVID and doing all this. But, you know, we got like the heads of a bunch of different production departments all in there. Uh, and a, a colleague of mine, uh, Marcellus, he was asked to basically just, you know, uh, well, I don't remember if he initiated it. I think they just asked him. But it was like, you know, can you tell us exactly the background and, you know, what happened in this entire thing? And I, I volunteered to help you know, just translate anything that he might not have been able to articulate in Japanese uh, to some degree and also just give like a little bit more historical context in Japanese. Just kind of know it's kind of hard to um, explain if it's not your native Thanks. language or even if it is. Uh, yeah. And so we were able to spend about an hour and a half to two hours, I think, just talking and like taking questions and, you know, like, all right, this is this is this is your chance to ask these questions and, you know, and educate yourselves. And to their credit, they really did. They talked about making it a regular thing for like different countries as well. And, you know, I don't know if anything came of that. Uh, that was the only one that I sat in on. But I felt like that was um, at least there was a yeah, there was an effort to improve uh going on within those halls and yeah step in the right direction I that's mean, all i want steps you know? that's all i want i, I, I told mm -hmm. people like people ask like what did you want from that that's what i wanted i wanted an acknowledgement that oh <laughs> maybe we got something wrong 
and let's find out what we got wrong. And they did that. And after it was done, yeah. I was done. I was like, okay, cool. You did it. NHK. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I was asking for. Like, yo, try to be open to find yeah, out what you did right. I, I think... I think they actually did put on like a uh, half an hour or an hour program just uh, talking to residents of Tokyo, uh, you know, uh, yeah, who are from the States and like know the situation and were able to um, talk about it in Japanese. And I mean, you know, you know how it is. They always have to edit it for time and cut it, uh, cut a few things short. But I think they covered a lot of the bases and hopefully everybody who saw that has a better idea. But, you know, it's one of those things. Not every it's, you know, the, even even the best at the best times ratings are like 20 percent. Right. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people that you're just not going to reach with that message unless you keep it concise yes. and and repeat it and just, you know, take every opportunity to get that out there because that's that's how you have to do it. And, uh, you know, the whole Japan is what, ninety nine point seven percent Japanese yep. and. And so all of us and yeah, all of us uh, who are not Japanese living here, we just have to continue to make a effort to just, you know, reach out to everybody. But it's just exhausting. You know what I mean? You got to pick it's a like, choose you your because it is exhausting. You, you really do. Yeah. I, I remember sitting at a, uh, you know, like these one of these little mobile ramen shops that like uh, were really popular back in the 50s um, down in Shinjuku. Me and this uh, French dude who had actually was born and raised here, grew up in Japan, went to public schools, Japanese, you know, obviously on the level of any Japanese person. And he and I were just sitting here eating this ramen, uh, just speaking Japanese and this you know old probably like 70 80 year old dude uh, he's just listening to the two of us and just looking at us and he's just like what is happening here <laughs> and then he yeah and then he launches into an entire thing about uh world war ii and <laughs> korea and china and stuff and and so my friend friend and i were just sitting there and i'm just like oh man was like this is this is not a you know teachable moment this guy is already way too set in his ways we're not gonna we're not gonna get through to this guy no matter what we Yo, say so we're just why like, do old yeah, people do thank that thank you for the ramen like, bye seriously every time an old person in japan finds that i can speak japanese relatively well <laughs> they always shoot up the world war ii i'm like bro like i'm, I don't, uh, I'm yeah. sorry i mean <laughs> immediately immediately <laughs> this is my american guilt i understand white guilt now because i have nothing but american guilt like yeah man I mean, yeah, that was that was that was fucked up, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and that, then of course you immediately try to go into like, yeah, but you know what Japan did during the war? You know what? And they're just like, oh no, none of that, none of that. I ever yeah, I said this one time, and it went over totally, totally bad because like this old dude was like limp basing into America, and I was like, but you kind of got a bit, uh, y'all kind of had that one coming, right? <laughs> and oh my god, mm, yes. I had to leave that spot. Ooh, like, yeah, I'm leaving this yeah. bar. This is not but like, come on, me. You know, gotta have that one coming, guys. And yeah, it did not go over well. So I tell anybody, don't, don't, just, just walk away from the argument. Yep, that's why. That's why it's like you invited me to Funabashi Chiba today. And I'm just like, nah, I'm not, a, I'm not welcome in Chiba. I think I've made too many. I've had too many of those uh, conversations in Chiba. Chiba is a a battling like, ground for this though. Like I tell you, like, every time I go out in yeah. Chiba and somebody finds out I can speak Japanese, it instantly goes into I'm like. Uh, bruh, like yo, no, like folks told me about black culture in Chiba. This one Japanese dude told me about black culture. Oh I was like, boy, really? Is that what we do? Huh? Mm. <laughs> I had no idea, mm. man. One dude told me that foreigners don't use umbrellas. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, that's a popular one, and uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll admit, I, I was coming out of the Oedo line on Yoyogi Station, just transferring over to JR real quick, and it was raining, and I had an umbrella, and it was like, ah, you know, it's just, you know, one crosswalk's worth of, well, yes, I'll be fine. And so I didn't I didn't pop my umbrella, and I, this uh, mother and her kid were walking on the up, opposite side. Kid looks at me, and he's like, look, look, foreigners really don't, uh, you know, use an umbrella in the rain. I'm like, ah, damn it, I just reinforced the stereotype, and that kid's going to think that for the rest of their life. <laughs> No, I had this argument with a girlfriend of mine, and she was like, yeah, I heard the foreigners don't use an umbrella. I was like, well, what do we use? Well, it's raining. She's like, well, I mean, I'm like, seriously, what do we use? Do we, like, just get wet? Like, is that a hard thing? Like, you think we just stand out and No, no, no. Rain, uh, we, we, I believe we melt if we get a, if you get us uh, wet Facts. and rain. Like, or, That's what uh, it is. Or, or like or like gremlins, maybe we just uh, yeah. multiply. <laughs> that's how that's that's how the gaijin that's, reproduce. And that's how foreigners are made. Yo, real quick, not to kill your childhood. You know what's the most racist mm. video game ever? Mm. I mean, Street Fighter. Yes, up you there, but, yes. Um... Street Fighter Two is the most racist <laughs> video game ever, bro. Ever made. Yo, it, looking yeah, back at it, I love yeah. the Hadoukens. It's up the there. Times I'm Pookin, but I'm like, yo, this game mm-hmm. is racist as hell. Oh well, I mean, they they took steps to make it slightly less racist by switching the names around. You know, you know the whole story behind that. The right? M Bison and the like, Balrog, uh, M Bison, Balrog, Vega as well. Um, yeah, they 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 swapped those names out just to make it less obvious that it was super racist. <laughs> so, tell the story. Yeah. Tell the story. Tell the story uh, about the Street Fighter Two story. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, I mean, yeah. Just in case anybody doesn't know, uh, the one that we call Bison in the states, you know, uh, Raul Julio in the movie, um, he he is originally uh, Vega, and Vega was originally Balrog. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spanish dude with the with the mask and the claw, and then our uh, uh, black boxer character, he was M Bison, Bison right? Straight up named after Mike, Mike Tyson. One Michael Tyson, mm-hmm. yes, uh, heavyweight championship, heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, yeah, and they're just like, well, that's a little too on the nose. So yeah, they just uh, swapped out those names, and that is the Street Fighter that we all grew up with. And I mean, while we're at it, let's talk about Dalzin. Oh, so uh, you're just like, well, okay, so we need an Indian character. What do we know about India? It's like, uh, let's see, elephants, yoga, and they can they're stretchy. So let's just make them be able to have like superhuman, like gomu uh, uh, gomu fruit, Luffy stretch powers for no reason, and be able to spit fire. Of course, uh, why not? Um, e Honda, I mean, is a characterization of like Japanese sumo wrestler. Anyway, uh, no, no sumo wrestler has ever painted their face to look like that because that's a kabuki thing. Yes. That's not a sumo thing. Um, yeah, oh God, who? I mean, just not all. all I, it's gotten a lot better over the years, though. You got to kind of, sort of, but not really. Uh, let's talk about Ken Masters. There, there's still Ken Masters, man. Yeah. Uh, to- <laughs> totally like, yo, he's he's right, you, yeah. but faster. But the whole backstory for Ken is just so so. So like stereotypical. He's Luigi. Come yeah, on. basically. He's Luigi. It's but like, then you remember yeah. when Ken had an apprentice for Super Turbo Street Fighter Two, no. Sean, and his whole thing oh, was God, basketball. Sean, yes, <laughs> yes, I do remember that. <laughs> he was playing basketball. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, fighting games, I should probably mention that uh, King of Fighters 15 comes out in February, and I will yours truly will be doing the system voice for that. And I've been doing all the commercials for it up until now. So, you know, shatter all expectations. The King of Fighters 15. You know, all this kind of stuff. I mean, how did you divorce uh, the video? Was... Like, seriously, how, how, 
doing the voice <laughs> acting thing, man, something I always wanted to do, but I have a too high voice. So I think I'll be a niche guy in it. So how do you like fluctuate mm. your voices like that? Because I, okay, I took voice and diction class because true story, my, my yeah. major is actually mm. in communication. So I can speak with um, utmost accuracy and proper diction, but the voice yeah. acting is a whole nother beast, man, because you guys modulate your it voice. Is, yeah. Mm hmm. Um, I, how do you do it? How, I don't know. At this point, it's just like, how do you, um, it's more, it's more about like the character that you're inhabiting than it is about your actual tone of voice. So, you know, if the edit, if the character is generally just like a little bit more quiet and just, you know, a little bit more reserved, you just drop it down here a little bit. And then if you want to go higher with it, then yeah, uh, it makes them sound even a little bit less confident or just, uh, more, um, and then, you know, if you have a super confident character, you're just like, <laughs> like, I'm going to take everybody on, whatever. Um, and then then with, put a little bit of rasp into it and you can get yourself, a, you know, a tough guy or an older guy. It's like, yeah, if I'm going to be like doing the tough guy thing, I'm going to be down here. And but this the same thing translates to just and then just keep that raspiness and then just speak a little bit and a little bit older thing. And then you can even get even older <laughs> young, young people today. They just don't. Under, but it's it's an all an exaggeration. You never met a old person who talks like that, hopefully. Um, but that's the thing I actually have, though. Like, it's always that one person that actually oh, okay, fits it, well. right. It's like with stereotypes. Stereotypes <laughs> are always steeped in a little bit of truth. It's just exaggerated truth. True. So it's like, it's yeah, one of those yeah. things, like when I hear everybody in the voice acting sphere, I can't do nothing but tip my hat off to you guys because you have to do so many <laughs> damn characters, you know, and change well, your voice. Well, if anything, having to, having to do it in Japan, most most of my character development stuff uh, came out of this uh, show, Kiso Ego, that I was doing, which is just basically English. We were on the radio. And um, during the story part of those shows, uh, we, you know, sometimes there'd be a pirate or sometimes there'd be a cowboy or some magician or something. And so, uh, you know, we only had so many voice actors. So it was like, all right, Max, you do it. And it's like, get, well, partner, I guess we're just going to have to. And he was like, we're like, yar, where be the boat? And he's like, <laughs> and. I mean, you, you fall back onto the stereotype uh, cartoon characters that you watch as a kid, Bugs Bunny or what have you. But the more of those characters kind of live in your brain, I feel like it's just helpful to be able to channel them and uh, do stuff. But like I said, uh, that was an ed English educational show. So we had to keep the accents to a bare minimum because uh, otherwise, you know, you got a whole generation of Japanese kids growing up speaking like pirates. So, and look at you now. And you're I, on Pokemon. Probably don't want that. Yeah, Pokemon, <laughs> right? Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Yo, what's up, DJ L Spade? Common Knowledge Podcast. If you like my podcast, maybe you'll like my music too. I humbly ask that you go listen to my music on Spotify, Apple Music, or other music streaming service providers. Thank you. What do you think about the Olympics, man? <clears throat> Yo, they call me the Olympic well. hater. Because, <laughs> like, every week on the podcast, I'll say something <laughs> shitty about the Olympics. But it was steeped in truth. Yep. Uh, well, let's see. The Olympics um, have canceled on me, I think, five, five times. Uh, <laughs> I went in last year to audition for the Torch Relay. I nailed the audition. Then they're just like, oh, can you... Uh, by the way, like work for a fifth of what you were asking for. And I'm like, you okayed what I was asking for. And now you're asking me to 
cut my rate after I auditioned? Uh, no, thank you very much. Um, peace. And then, yeah, the actual Olympics, Paralympics, you know. Uh, what, the IOC didn't have money? It's the IOC. They didn't have the money. Yeah, uh, the schedule's blocked out, you know, like uh, all the days that there were going to be events. And yeah, then they're just like, oh, yeah, we're not doing that. Well, you know, last year, completely understandable pandemic, you know, uh, it was like, are, are, will they or won't they? Um, so, it's, I mean, that that's completely understandable. I'm, I'm not hating on them for that. But this year, you know, they had an entire extra year to plan for this sort of thing. Uh, and yeah, they went ahead and did it, didn't they? I mean, they, I mean, I, I, I yeah I don't think it was a good idea to do it but in terms of you know uh am I glad that they did it sure because now it's over and we don't have to worry about it anymore but uh and you know just to give the athletes you know their uh place to shine I think is much more important and whatever else is going on the politics of it the money of it is secondary to the athletics but then again you know we wouldn't see those athletics if it weren't for all that stuff so it's it's a mixed bag I, I it's uh, I don't want to use the term necessary evil, but it's a double edged blade. Definitely. And yeah. So again, this year, like, I mean, they decided to go without spectators. So my part got completely cut, uh, again, both parts. And the only part that I was able to do, uh, take part in was I emceed an award ceremony at the Paralympics, uh, closing ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I was, uh, you know, I was happy that I was able to do something because, you know, I mean, I've, I've benefited so much from being here, living in Japan, working and getting to do what I do. You know, I was I was perfectly willing to essentially volunteer for them just, you know, to give back something. But then when you hear about all the stuff going on, the shenanigans behind the scenes and stuff, you're just like, oh, wait, who am I really helping here? I'm glad you did that, though, because I, I just didn't watch. It. I was diametrically opposed, man, because I fair saw enough, how the sausage was made, bro. Mm-hmm, and that's yeah. what got me. I thought I saw how the sausage was being made and I saw the cash grabness in it. When I saw we wasn't really doing okay, I am a guy who bought into the Olympics mm-hmm. prior, like to this. Like I bought into the pageantry. Oh, I yeah. bought into the fact that we're bringing the world's best together, and together we're all going to come together <laughs> as one and show the world. Like yo, because we had the Olympics slated for Japan like eight years ago. Yep, like eight, eight years, years ago. Well, we nine knew, years now. Yeah. Nine years, yeah. Nine years. We knew the <laughs> eight years the before twenty twenty. Be, yeah, yeah, in twenty twenty, we knew that. So I was like, yeah, man, it's going to be awesome. And people had a lot of stuff banking on this. I had jobs lined up, too, that lost. Me, too. Me, too. once you saw, like, pandemic, are we still going to do this? I was like, yeah, dude, I lost all faith in this. Because it was so easy. All you had to do was kill this Olympics, wait another eight years and do it here again. That's all you had to do. It was so simple. Yep. But the money, they wanted the money, Max. And I kind of just lost all the lust before I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, hey, that that is just uh capitalism for you at its finest. Yeah, man, you beat me to it. Capitalism. <laughs> like, yo, the capitalism hey. killed my dream, man. Yeah, well, you know, that's what it's designed to do is uh feed off of dreams. It's like, yeah, you want to be the best in the world at something? Well, you're going to have to be sponsored by some of the most uh, ruthless money grabbing corporations out there. Speaking of capitalism, this is a good mm. segue. Did you hear about Facebook, man? Uh, what about it? Uh, or I should say, what now? <laughs> Facebook what says... What did they do this time? It rules hmm. apply to all except for the secret elite. <laughs> uh, okay. 
Yeah, going from the Wall Street Journal story, I'll read you a little bit of it. Uh, <clears throat> All right. The program is known as CrossCheck or XCheck, which initially intended for, as a quality control measure for actions that's taken against high-profile accounts, including celebrities, politicians, and journalists. Today, shields millions of VIP users from the company's normal enforcement process and document shows. So basically, some users are whitelisted, mm-hmm. meaning that they are, they are immune from any enforcement actions. So if they violate any of the rules on Facebook, it's okay because they're elite. And the story goes on to say it's roughly about 5.7 million elite users with different tiers inside of these elite users. So if you're an elite user, the community standards in Facebook do not apply to you. And this is also the same thing as in Instagram. And Hmm. A complimentary story that just came out 21 hours ago on the Wall Street Journal. Inside documents show that Facebook know, they know that Instagram is damaging to teen girls. Mm -hmm. What say you about the fact that Facebook's (laughs) community standards are not evenly applied to everybody? Well, I can think of one exception from last year or so when they banned Trump finally uh, for spreading all kinds of misinformation and nonsense. Kind of had to though, man. Like, after yeah, but you wait, do wait, I mean, kind of, what, like, what, what you just read sounds like you know they're letting him, they're opening a door to let him back in. Ugh, that's not good, because I mean, if it violates community standards, it doesn't. It shouldn't matter who it is. Um, if anything, I mean, they probably put that protocol in place just because tons and tons of people go and spam those guys' pages <laughs> whenever they do or say something stupid or just in general. But yeah, I mean, there there needs to be accountability uh, on Facebook and, you know, these tech because I, I know they're private companies, but they have, you know, their entire product is basically uh, data from its users. Right. And so they have a responsibility to uh play fair with their users and do you know do right by but them do they though do they i'm not surprised well by they this, should but uh I mean, yo it's all about look man we can't vote them out though that's that's the thing so but they're not here for virtuous reasons none of these tech giants are here for virtuous reasons the, the name of the game is to get more people on those screens well the name of the game is just make that money so exactly and how do i make money keeping you on the screens so i get more ad revenue right and what's so the easiest think- way to, what's the easiest way to m- make money is to be entirely morally bankrupt so. exactly <laughs> so I, i'm not surprised at this however i think i think i have a different take than what you had mm. i think with trump it's a testament that he was elite because dude was just a habitual line stepper like dude. Oh, yeah. So I mean, if anything, it's it's a it's a nice precedent that you know a president can be banned from social media for spreading disinformation. I mean, if they but he's not if banned, they ban, if they ban him, they could ban anybody, right? So I he's mean, not banned from Facebook. He's banned for Twitter indefinitely. They, yeah, they but thought Facebook, that they had a ban on him or a temporary ban. I don't. I, it's yes. like he's te- he's permanently banned from Twitter. I think. Yes. But uh, yeah, Facebook. They were just like, eh, we'll still think about it. So yeah. He There's comes a little up bit next of a half-ass year. measure, yeah. Yeah, next year he comes back up for review. Say you do one about Donnie. Ooh, I will and have. <laughs> he, he spoke his mind, like yo. He's, what what little there was of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dude just let it, had no filter, like yo. Oh, yeah. It's it's a way to yeah. be racist in politics Whew. and and inaccurate racist policies within the scope of politics without letting everybody know. 
But you're not supposed to say the inside parts out loud. Dude, he's, just let he's a pioneer in that, that's for sure. <laughs> you remember a, when he called a, all the African country shit whole country? Uh, I'm like, bro, you can't say that. Like, come on. <laughs> what was it? Uh, there's a Simpsons quote where Krusty's like, you know, like, let's just say it moved me to a bigger house. And he's like, oh, no, I said the loud part loud and or the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. But I know even as unfiltered as everybody thinks he is, I feel like he was still holding back a lot of things that he knew that he couldn't say and like get away. Well, I mean, he got away with as much as he could all the time, but there, there's still a whole nother strata to his racism and uh, just elitism and just all this nonsense that he represents that people, you know, still look up to and still like uh, idolize that sort of mentality or people who are able to have that mentality. Cause you know, that's what they, that's what they want is they want to be in a position where they don't have to care about other people. And, but nice. that that is that is that is very small minded thinking because you know the, the, the thing I mean people who have all the money like I said the quickest way to get rich is to be completely morally bankrupt. I mean, look, look, you're not going <laughs> to get me to believe in the the capitalist with a heart of gold. That doesn't exist, right? <laughs> Everybody out here, no billionaire got a billion dollars by being straight up. They just did. Like, yo, there's no such thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying like. Um, solution that i came up with a while ago well i'm not i'm sure i'm not the only one who came up with it but is to just uh gamify and incentivize uh good deeds charities uh you know like technological innovations and and just make like not a point system but like some sort of app or something that basically puts you in competition with other people um, like on how much you can do yeah and like i don't know maybe rewards you in some bitcoins or like just or just like you know uh there's tons of video games out there just people play for trophies and stuff i mean this stuff doesn't actually exist it's not real but they spend actual money on it right so if people are already doing that like yeah just create a game to incentivize being a good person and like then then you can then you can have bragging rights and lord it over the people who don't have as many points as you because they just don't care or whatever. And, uh, you know, every, every little bit in this day and age, we need to encourage people to not be selfish assholes and, you know, and look out. Is it possible though? Uh, well, is it possible to teach is, people not to be selfish? I mean, that's the tenet of capitalism is selfishness. It is. And I don't know. I feel like just in general, um, over the last, you know, five, 10 years, just the amount of inclusion and diversity measures and all kinds of things, uh, you know, gay marriage getting legalized and everything. It's all, you know, the 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 curve of the future is, uh, you know, trending toward um, understanding and like harmony and that sort of thing. But there, that's the thing is it's always a matter of taking three steps forward, two steps back. Um, but it's still, it's slow, but it's, I, I feel like there's been a lot of progress in the last 10 years. And, but, and oh, it then, has been. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then the pendulum swings and then you get a Trump in office and you know, things all deteriorate and then, and then the pet, hopefully the pendulum will swing back. Yeah. So what that was progress. Like I always say, man, progress is not linear. Like it's not yeah. a straight line. I hate when people mm-hmm. start thinking that, oh, I'm better than everybody in the sixties because now it's 2021. It doesn't work that way. Sometimes you have dips and dives oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. We, and, we, yeah, we all we have better through. quality of life than like uh, medieval Kings, man. I mean, there <laughs> no indoor. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Exactly, what, what, are dude. You, what are you like, comparing it to? it's definitely better. Like I always tell you in the fight for equality, I never will like 
say that I don't have it better. My ancestors, though, was out there in the cotton field, bro. Like, mm-hmm. let's just be honest. They was out there in the cotton field, and I hate people like, yeah, I never would have been in the cotton field. Let me tell you something, bro. In the year 2021, I'm going to let everybody know. In the 1800s, you've been in the cotton field. Listen like, up, yo, Kanye. It was a choice. <laughs> like, no, no, it wasn't, dude. Uh-uh, but no, sir. It's one of those things, man. Like, yeah, it is a lot better. But with Facebook, I'm not surprised that they have these elite cutouts for people not to follow the rules, man. Because, look, if I could get an exemption, I would be too. But th- what, this te- what this tells me is it's over for the creator, man. It's over. And this is why, like, everybody is de-incentivizing the small guy trying to come up now. If you're not already big, they don't really care about you, man. Just like YouTube de a lot of the stuff they had in there to get people in the algorithm. They started um, really getting in bed with the big tech companies and CNN. Like, now, if I post a video on YouTube, the first thing that pops up is, like, the big tech giants, like CNN. I'm like, come on, bro. Yep. Well, How can I fight CNN? They're yeah, they're paying more money to get their stuff shown first. I mean, that's all it is, and, exactly. and so that that's the platform, and so like that's why so many creators have to, are forced continually to migrate to new platforms just so that they can be the only ones on there and get seen, and you know then CNN's gonna take over TikTok eventually as well, probably. So are they coming? They coming, yeah, bro? They coming. They're coming for TikTok? Right. Sorry, just. Just, just so the listeners know, I'm not taking a leak. I am pouring myself a whiskey. So if you hear any liquid sounds in the background, that's what that is. And what are we taking upon now? What is the selection today of whiskey? Uh, today is just pretty standard fare. It is a uh, blended malt scotch known as the monkey shoulder. And The monkey shoulder. Yeah, there's three monkeys standing on each other's shoulders on it. And it is actually very good. Uh, highly recommend it. But, you know, uh, yeah, you, know, you can't if you're just listening to this. Uh, my Zoom meeting background is basically just my home bar, which I have a bunch of it uh, is. Stock, <laughs> stock of whiskeys. Yeah. Cry for help. Like, yeah. That's, that's, still a, that's still a sane and healthy level of alcoholism, right? I think. Yes. I, remember, like, I was looking at all the weird, like, man, dude got a whole bar back there. Like, yo, with an Oni mask. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah! Ah, where did that come from? I knew this place is cursed. (laughs) (laughs) What's next on your list, man? As we get to wrapping it up, man, what is next up for Mister Powers, man? What are you doing? And is that your real name? (laughs) For all intents and purposes, sure. Um, what's next? Let's see. Um, I have a small part in a movie that is coming out uh, September 17th, so this Friday, uh, starring Kimura Takuya, who is very famous in Japan for acting since basically forever. And nice. yeah, so I have I have a small part in that. Uh, that'll be fun. We're wrapping up SD Gundam World, the series. I think that's still all up on YouTube. If uh, you can, if you're in Japan, you can watch it all on YouTube for free. If you're outside of Japan, VPN it. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they appreciate the views because they're trying something new by uh, streaming anime entire seasons on YouTube instead of uh, network. Um, let's see, what else? Pokemon's ongoing. Ultraman is ongoing. Uh, I'm still doing vocab writer on the radio, on NHK. And yeah, I guess uh, the Benza series too that you and I both make appearances in. Uh, hey! Your part's a lot bigger than mine. <laughs> uh, I think they're slated for December-ish. Uh, 
yeah, so like, yeah, there's, there's stuff coming out and <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Like I said, I'm, you know, you never, I, I've been doing this sort of thing for what, over 15 years now. And uh, I remember when I first started out, I'm just like, every job I get is like, okay, I'm going to promote the hell out of this. And this is what's going to get me like launched into the, uh, the arena with all the celebrities and what have you. Not how it works, huh? Oh man. For like over, <laughs> over 10 years. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe this next one will get me noticed by, you know, some media company or some agency and they'll scout me and like put me on TV all the time. And like these other guys, I don't even like lots of Jason. Where did he come from? He's like a tech VP. Right. Uh, yeah. They just threw him on TV and it's just like, all right, let's go for it. And I don't know who makes these decisions. Decisions and you know if they're aware of people like you, me, and you know as uh, independents who are just out there doing stuff, but yeah, they just like, eh, well, no, we they, they're better off where they are, and probably and probably also wouldn't play ball with them anyway, just because you know that a lot of those people are just on salary, man. They don't even get like cuts of all the different jobs that they do. Nothing, but that's the beauty of like mm. being independent, and that's why I love people like yeah. Chris McCombs because mm-hmm. you're actually doing your own thing so if they don't let you in then hell make your own damn door you know yeah his his motivation and his drive to yeah get his entire like mission accomplished is nothing short of just mind-boggling the amount of work that he puts in and the focus that he has and and you know i mean people love this guy uh you know we're all, we're all like you said it's a passion project we're all just uh, you know like chipping in and like uh helping out because yeah is is uh his drive is absolutely infectious and you know it, and like watching him do it also is educational because it's just like okay this is how if this is how you can do it there's might be a project that i can put together and write and get people to be in and uh, there you go yeah. it goes I back mean, to in possible. the beginning what i said getting mm-hmm. people who do stuff bro yeah like yo once i looked at your resume for all the stuff you did, I was like, yo, I got to step my ass up, bro. Like, seriously, well, you people God. motivate me. Yes, you people. I said it. You people motivate me to be better than what I am. Like, dead ass, bro. There's nobody connected to the Benza that's not out there independently hustling. But And I True. love all you guys for it because when you hear no, you don't <laughs> stop it. No, you say, all right, well, fuck it. What can I do by my damn self? And I love that about all you guys, man. Like, seriously, you guys keep me going. When I feel like quitting, I'd be like, look at the Benson two-step. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean, on that note, uh, you know, you sent me over some uh, music samples before, and I just asked you for, like, a throwaway beat, like, you know, something you're not never going to use and never going to put out there. And the stuff you sent me, was banging and i'm just like oh wait this is too good i just i just needed something like more generic and just like bad <laughs> and i think you said like no i don't have anything like that i'm like ah okay but yeah i mean you know your stuff is awesome as well and i yeah you need to um find more and more places just that to feature that and like really get your name attached to it. um something that uh, chris and i have been talking about a lot recently is just uh, there's a tendency in japanese uh, media to not credit anybody except for like the very very main yes. talent so if there's like everybody you know, else is just extras Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, get yeah. that. Why is that? No, and, and that was the thing. We were uh, we were looking up um, just basically sources. So like all these commercials that I've done over the years, uh, my name is not on any of those. My voice is. And years ago, I tried to start a YouTube channel just to like upload some of the stuff that I'd done, and it immediately got flagged by the algorithm as like stealing this person's music. 
and got my entire account shut down. And so there's no way for me to, you know, showcase what I have done without violating several copyright laws, apparently, <laughs> even though they're using my voice in it. It's like, I don't, I don't get to feature that as like part of my work. It's, that's insane. Right. So mm-hmm. you have to find a way to work around that. And, you know, just, I mean, social media, they can't control that. Just like keep on pushing and hustling and just getting every, getting uh, that stuff seen and heard by as many people as humanly possible in this day and age no i mean there's entire industries that like specialize you know the whole click farms things and so it, that like unbalance the scales quite a bit like you were saying uh cnn comes up on youtube first uh mm-hmm. but you know that doesn't but even so you know it's still there and you know as as long as there's a buzz around it people are going to go and try to find it and look it up and uh and yeah and then they'll then they'll get exposed to it and i think you and uh, Hunter had this uh, YouTube um, short that you guys did. Or just like you know, it costs you nothing to support uh, your friends and just your people, to, people who are just yep. like yeah, uh, cranking out content and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, just just watching it is fine. Liking it is better. Interacting with it even better. You know, just boosts every little bit helps boost the algorithms and all that. Thanks. So yeah, I mean, I and I really took that to heart because, like, I'll be honest, I was just kind of like skimming past a bunch of stuff, and I was and I saw I came across that, and I'm just like, man, he's right. It doesn't cost me anything. Just like one extra <laughs> one extra click. I was like, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, especially if I like the content. So and which you have plenty of content to like. That's awesome. Man, content is king out here in these streets, man. If you're not mm-hmm. making content, it's so funny, man. Because, <laughs> like, I like I said, I can't share all the stuff that I do. <laughs> I can I can talk about it, but it's like my name isn't on a lot of these websites, man. Come on. <laughs> but you have some content coming out soon with the Benzer too, man. True, but yep. it's so That's funny. Good. It's gonna be. Fun. I got an album coming out November sixteenth. In order to promote the album, I gotta do everything but music to let people know that the music is <laughs> coming out. It's like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's crazy, it. man. Yeah. Well, I look forward to uh, promoting your album. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Share it I on the platform to do, do all that. <laughs> oh, man. I, I greatly appreciate that. And everybody, that is the homie Max Powers. Like, yo, I'm not going to lie, man. That's like a great porn name if you ever want to get into porn. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I think the Simpsons would have already sued. Uh, <laughs> So it literally comes there. There's an episode of the Simpsons where, uh, yeah, Homer, uh, changes his name to Max power. And, uh, somebody, uh, I think what was his name? Trent Steele comes up and compliments him. And he's like, well, that's a great name. He's like, thanks. I got it off a hairdryer. <laughs> and yeah, I had to go to school the next day after that show came out. <laughs> um, and that's the origin story of Maxwell powers. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Ah, Max, my middle name anyway. Uh, yeah, wait, I should, I should totally plug stuff. Um, yeah, you can find me on social media at Max Power Voice. Uh, MaxPowerVoice.com has my official website and a bunch of stuff that I am probably legally not allowed to have up there, but uh, click it <laughs> while it's up and before I get sued and have to take it down. Uh, let's see. Yeah, what else? Just, yeah. Uh, Twitter and like everybody else has always been a place of great support for me. And uh, no, I love everybody who like uh, interacts with me. I, I, I spend most of my life uh, in soundproof boxes in front of a microphone talking to myself essentially and uh, get very little human contact and it's a different studio every day, that sort of thing. So yeah, I mean, whenever people reach out online and say, Hey man, I like what you did or like, you know, this is cool, man, I always appreciate it. And uh, I always try to like reply as much as I can. So yeah. And by listening, just hit me up. 
and uh, yeah, painfully single as well. So, ladies, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, man, yo, you're making some hits now, man. Like, once they find out you on Pokemon and you single, bro, oh, you better get all the love now. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that hasn't been true for a year and a half. Well, more than that. So, yeah, so, I don't know. It's it's, it's not. It, it's a oops, something dropped. Uh, it's a re, it's not a correlative thing, you know. Like the more famous you get, the more people are coming after you. Yeah, maybe that's true, but they're also a lot of them are just gonna be complete weirdos. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yo, that's another podcast, and that's the Commonwealth Podcast, man. Check out your boy <laughs> Musical Spotify, and thanks to the homie Max, and we are out.